0: hello 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 and welcome once again to the orbit episode 12 the cutthroats throat cut i'm your host Azrael, joined as always by my fellow eternal orbit teammates and co-hosts exiles rhythm yep and root clouds hey hey so how's everyone doing today Man. That's, that's a big question on. to ask, isn't it?
1: Isn't it? Isn't it is, what do you mean? What do you mean? That's a big question to ask. I mean, I know that we just got, we just got out of the uh, stress test for World of Warcraft,
2: and we, Eric, how'd that go? Oh boy, uh, it's so there was an hour where, an hour and a half where I was sitting trying to get into the <laughs> server, and I didn't even successfully connect to the character screen. <laughs> but, oh no. I had a lot of fun reminiscing about the game and talking with a lot of people, some of who I didn't even know played uh, Warcraft back in the day, um, about playing some World of Warcraft and, and their experiences and going back to mine. So that was a lot of fun. I would I would do it again just to look at the loading screen.
0: That,
1: just to look at the loading screen. Yeah, Bl- Blizzard Loading Simulator has been their most <laughs> successful game since they invented the PTR.
0: Uh, nice. <laughs> That's kind of one of the um, like the fascinating things about WoW, right? Is that is that there's so many people that are like closet WoW players back before it was cool. And now it's cool. So now people are like coming out about it or they get into the age where they don't care anymore. But for a long time, it's like so many people played but wouldn't talk about it. Uh, but now that it, like, especially since Classic was announced, all the all these people, that I was like, you played WoW? What? <laughs> I never would have pegged you. And then they, I tell them I played. They're like, I never would have you, pegged you either. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm the biggest nerd in the world. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh Here man. You get some friends who know you better. <laughs> I don't I don't have any. Fair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so aside from WoW, what what do you been what have you been up to this week, guys? I know you're excited for WoW Classic as well, but is there anything uh else interesting been going on?
0: Um honestly, I've been playing the ever living heck out of uh the single player mode of uh of uh Dollar and Heist. I've been loving that and I've been Basically waiting for these nerfs that were announced to come out because man, I didn't think a meta could get stale that quick and I'm so ready for it. Even the slightest shakeup. So uh yeah, I've been basically mulling mulling uh my time over for that. Um watched uh watched some Game of Thrones, uh wrote an article about it and uh, you know, yeah. It's been a busy week. Been a busy week. Hey.
1: Indeed, indeed. Game of Thrones is probably the most popular thing that I've never partaken.
0: Of. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you're missing out. Binge watch it one of these days. Um, it is. I it might
1: will. have to. My my wife actually reads the books, and she's still waiting for uh, for good old George to put out the
2: next one. But I guess
1: he'll get around to it when he gets around to it.
0: Yeah. yeah I um, there was I, a, Go ahead.
2: I was going to say, no, there was just a statement where someone asked um, after the finale, like, hey, so uh, Mr. R.R. R. Martin, um, are you going to be uh, like, like, what's the status of your book? What is there any timetables, any updates, whatever? And it was essentially just like, I'm going to get to it, and I get to it, but don't expect anything. <laughs> the dude mentioned they've got like, they've got... Four, three, either three or four additional projects at HBO. Some of them aren't Thrones related that they're that they're right now working on, along with like two Amazon projects and like a movie and a, and a short story that they've been interested in writing. Like all of these things that are just your your wife is going to have to be very patient. Next, what? <laughs> well, I mean, that's definitely something she's known for. After
1: all, she does deal with me all the time. No, <laughs> oh, God bless. I and mean, we only have so- you a couple hours a night. That's. <laughs> and that's plenty right yeah so i mean aside from aside from game of thrones and hearthstone and world of warcraft there's still more big news Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: would you believe it would you believe it we signed another member to eternal orbit we have a seventh
0: member biggest hype i can't believe it
2: sick dude
0: uh trip is sick and it is sick that we signed trip is sick
1: Indeed. And I, oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait until later in the show that we're going to, we're going to talk about it more. I mean, we've yeah. got so much planned for today. We got so much planned for today. Oh, and that's yeah. mostly just because Blizzard decided to just dump all, all of Hearthstone on us at once. Yeah. But Hearthstone I mean,
0: news, WoW news. I mean, and, and then on top of that, we had our, our own big team news. Like I said, it was a, it's been a busy week.
1: And before we, before we even talk about the nerfs or before we talk about the team news. I want to hear more about this Game of Thrones because I know you wrote an article about it. And I read the article as a non-Thrones <laughs> watcher, as a non-Thrones watcher, I was engaged by the article and it got me a little interested.
0: Well, uh, Eric, why, why don't you why don't you cue us off on that one? Not, not to pun on this no. one, but um, I'm kind of curious because I already put my thoughts out there and I'll talk about it in a minute. But I'm kind of curious what your thoughts were on it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would love to because I am someone who is opinionated about it. Um, and for me, like I didn't get into Game of Thrones until about a year and a half ago. Um, my girlfriend introduced me to it, and uh, you caught I'm it instantly. Yeah, instantly. So, oh yeah, yeah. We 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 binged it hardcore. Um, Kaylee had already watched all, everything up to that point, but mm-hmm. I just I got into it instantly, fell in love. You just take high production values in a fantasy setting like. And, and, and solid writing and, and everything it's just it's it's a home run for me um so going into this final season let's just say that it's been contentious at best for a lot of fans mm-hmm. and so going into the finale i know this is where as and i are going to start to divert our paths i not only was very disappointed with this season up until the finale but i think the finale itself it did the saddest thing for me which was it made me just not care <laughs> I would rather be, yeah, I would rather be like upset or I'd rather be like angry or anything than just like being indifferent to something that I used to care a lot about. So it's, uh, we won't go too deep into the specifics. If you want to learn more about Az's kind of deeper thoughts about the final episode, sort of the spoiler side of things, so you can get a really in-depth look. Um, please go check out our article at eternalorbit.gg. You'll get kind of the full, the full you know, experience, let's call it that. <laughs> um, but just for my sake, um, the biggest flaw that I saw with, with really this entire season is the fact that whatever story they were trying to tell, it felt like they did not have enough time for it. And it felt like they knew it. Um, yeah. Everything, every every note that they were trying to hit, every story beat that they wanted to make sure really, really stood out, um, it just didn't because you had so many big events after big events right. stacking on top of each other. Um, and it felt very procedural it felt very much like we have to check off the list um, you know a lot of people were upset with the direction that the show took just because they didn't like what was happening to the characters i just didn't like how the characters got there i would have been on board with a lot of the the themes if it felt like it had been fleshed out a little bit more so right. it felt like it's sort of you know it stopped being as true to itself as it had before and i think that purely was an issue with time constraints i think if they had the if they could really either reallocate their last season and 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 uh, push some of what we've done this season into that season, split things up, or if they'd given them a few extra episodes, it would have been a lot more satisfying to watch as a viewer. Um, but at the same time, I don't fault the writers. I mentioned this on Twitter once we posted Azrael's article. But the writers signed on to the show thinking there was an agreement with George R. R. Martin that the books would be done by the time they needed to wrap up the show. Right. They did not go into this big convoluted mess. They call it like George's garden or whatever, because it's just it's just like it's just out of control. Imagine weeds everywhere, just mm-hmm. like there's there's really pretty flowers next to like a, a lump of coal I don't know. Um what so a weird. They have to be I well and let's tell you it's when Santa makes a garden. <laughs> um and so just imagine now that you, you see this big convoluted mess and you're like, well at least all we have to do is um it, we, like we at least we don't have to we have we don't have to be the ones to wrap this up in a satisfying <laughs> manner, then being told surprise, the books aren't done yet. You have to figure out this convoluted story and how to bring it to a successful resolution and wait you've got six episodes to do it. Right. Um, it's a tall order for anyone. So I feel bad for the writers. I think there's a lot of hate that's being unnecessarily directed towards Thrones um, cast and crew um, because of that. But overall, if you were just to take my core feelings, it was a letdown for me, sadly. So can the Oh no, please X. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, so can the show even be treated as canon anymore or is that reserved solely for
2: the books? Oh, I, I mean, I think it can personally. I think you'd have to accept the reality that is there. You can't, even if you don't like something, like, <laughs> unless it's Dragon Ball GT, which the owners of Dragon Ball said is not part of the canon, then you can say, you know what? it was so bad that even the owners didn't want to own it. Um, unless that's the case, like George R. R. Martin says, wait, no, no, that's not real. You just have to accept that that was their vision. And if you think it was bad, well, that's your take, but that doesn't make it any less true. It sounds like, an. it almost sounds like an extended
1: fanfic since like, I don't know, As was saying something like... They were veered off course in book two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 um, the show diverted for, um, from the books pretty heavily. Like they, 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 borrowed, um, characters and themes and stuff, but, um, the story is, is different, uh, in a lot of ways. And of course, the ending is probably going to be different, um, if Martin wants to sell any books than, uh, <laughs> the, then the TV show. Um, <laughs> But uh, just to to dovetail off without, again, going into too much detail about what's in the article or about what's in the show, um, uh, I will say this. I agree with your sentiment that it did feel rushed. I I agree with your sentiment that it's not the writer's fault. And I agree with your sentiment that if they had more time, they could have done it more service. That said, I guess I I approach it from a different standpoint in that um, I refuse for my own sake to allow myself to hate something that I loved simply because it let me down one time. Doesn't change the experience that I had. Doesn't change the love that I had for the show. Even up up until the end of the last, you know, the first half of season eight or whatever they call that, season seven. I don't know what the last, what last year's or year and a half ago's thing was. But um, even up to to the end of that shorter last season, um, it was still wonderful. And I think they did an excellent job on at least most of the episodes. Like I would argue that up and through episode three, was fantastic or at least on par with other game of thrones stuff um but um it's it's sometimes you know it's funny because we suspend disbelief to watch this show about magic and dragons and everybody sleeping with everybody else and never getting an std <laughs> um but all of a sudden we we have trouble like Suspending disbelief when it comes to you know the fact that they have to rush storylines or whatever we can we can allow suspension of disbelief for some things, but then we expect perfection in other areas. And I think we we are our own worst enemy sometimes in that we we set ourselves up for disappointment when we set our expectations unrealistically high um, sometimes. Um, but that said, I, I'm not unhappy with how it ended because I have slightly different perspective, which I go to go go into a little bit in my article. Um, but I do acknowledge that it could have been. Much better, Um, but again, that's that's more, you know, contractual issues than (laughs) it is than it is the actors or the uh, the writers of the show. It's just kind of how it is when you when you have to do a half a season on a show that's bigger than a ten episode season to begin with. So, yeah. Anyway, it it, the biggest thing I do want to acknowledge with this is that regardless of how you you feel about how the show ended or whether or not you fell out of love with the show or not, it's still a huge blow to pop culture it's still uh i mean now we now live in a post game of thrones world which is which doesn't sound like it should be a big deal but it's it's huge like it was such a big part of pop culture and it was one of those things where it was an example kind of we were talking about with wow where where nerddom uh it becomes so big and so pervasive that that cool people, and I'm I'm doing air quotes for those of you uh, listening to the vodka or the podcast uh, that cool people and office managers and and lawyers and and police officers and doctors and and school teachers they watch this this nerdy fantasy show about dragons and swords and and you know um, and and that's how that's how good this show was and and all of the pop culture references and the influence that that it had i mean that's gone now we all have to kind of grieve that regardless of of how you thought it ended so definitely is the end of an era
1: if you guys need if you guys want to hear more about it because i think they wrapped it up very very concisely you are concise very very thoroughly you can check out you can check out azrael's article on eternalorbit.gg and it'll have his full thoughts and he really went in depth and Chopped it apart in an easily digestible way, and it'll make you feel better about the ending. i promise
2: I'll yeah promise. also azrael 's first article, which we are not selling hard enough we're all super <laughs> super stoked about it it 's a big step to take it 's very intimidating and like it 's just cool to see so like congrats again, man, but thanks, definitely check it out um, right, and well, that kind of. Me. Lends- <laughs> yeah please please let me take some spotlight now that uh that lends us into a little bit more of a a slightly back to gaming oriented focus here for a moment Mm -hmm. um where what i want to bring up is our uh, our twitter poll for this week um so for everyone who's uh here been here for a while you kind of know the deal but if you're new to the show um we do something on our eternal orbit gg twitter account where we'll ask a question about something relevant to what's happened in the past week and get people's feedback it's a poll that you can actively vote in um this week's question that we've got is related to just the blitz of balance changes, whether it's buffs or nerfs, that mm. Blizzard has just decided to pull out yeah. of their hat. Um, and uh, and it, it's I, I think everyone has emotions about it, but the question for this week is, um, do you think Blizzard had to nerf preparation and raiding party in Rogue? um something that's been a little controversial because i think Mm -hmm. anyone who opened up the nerf notes was not expecting to see both of those cards Mm -hmm. listed right next to each other i think you'd start to scroll down you'd see i think rating party was the first option says okay so they hit rating party that Mm -hmm. makes you know like we expected that kind of That was at least a common theory but to see both of them hit it it brought out a lot of emotion from a lot of people um so if you're uh yeah i'll if you're interested in voting the link is in chat um but it's sort of to get a gauge on, you know, do you think these were valid nerfs? Do you think they were needed nerfs, and uh, and why, or what would you have done differently?
0: Yeah, and some food for thought to add to that for for our discussion for later for the audience. Um, and again, if you haven't if you haven't done it yet, please pop on there. Throw up a vote, throw up a comment if you want us to, to to maybe shout it out when we get to that section. But some food for thought on this while you're thinking about voting or, or your comment is, I think the interesting one was the Evil Miscreant one. I don't think anybody talked about that, and that made its way on the list, too. So three nerfs in one go. We haven't seen that since Druid, and that's super aggressive. That's super yeah. aggressive. I didn't expect them to do something that big. So I'm excited to talk about that more later, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, before before we get started on all the on all the rogue talk, I wanna I wanna slip in some other Blizzard news if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. So a lot of you guys might know I used to play I used to play Overwatch a lot at a very high level. I was actually the main healer for the Ungentleman Red for a while, which is a super super cool organization. Um, but Overwatch's anniversary event is going on now, and so if you log in, and I just logged in earlier today to uh, to get my free legendary loot chest. So what's the legendary loot chest have in them? Skins from all the anniversary events and all the seasonal events since the beginning of Overwatch. So if you miss out on some of the old cosmetics, you might be able to find them in Mm -hmm. these boxes. And the one that you're given, it's a legendary chest because you're guaranteed one legendary inside of it. And the legendary skins are always super cool. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a new roadhog skin in particular that i'm super excited for it's called toxic Mm -hmm. and one of the things that it does is the skeleton comes out and it turns green Mm -hmm. uh from the slime of all the toxicity it's like in overwatch league of legends or hearthstone these are the three toxic games we now have a toxic skin (laughs) for it right (laughs) so
0: so what did you what did you get from your chest
1: just more toxicity. We need we need trips. We no, need trips is ass mass right now.
0: <laughs> trips, where are you at?
1: <laughs> yeah, but aside from, aside from that, you know, aside from the Roadhog skin, Jeff Kaplan said, and I quote, I quote, the new Diva skin will break the internet. Oh, it is pretty good. My. It
0: is pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. When I opened my legendary loot chest, I got. I actually got lucky. I got two legendaries. I got the new Diva skin, and I got Roadhog. Oh, no, nice. yeah, no way. I, I double legend. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Was pretty sweet. That's insane. Yeah. Those are
2: the two best ones. <laughs> I,
0: I, I got to say, I mean, wow. I can see what he's talking about. I mean, nerds everywhere, myself included. Yeah, this is right up our alley. If you haven't seen it, go check it out.
2: You got my attention. I'm
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave my comments on this. I'm going to leave my comments on this for a different rated podcast and <laughs> the over- <laughs> they're also going to be bringing back the old arcade stuff to yes. transition smoothly uh which is super cool because there's a lot of one-time arcade events the one particular that i'm thinking about is the um it was the the black watch event where they did uh, you could pick torbjorn or Reinhardt or uh, there is a myriad of others mm-hmm. where and you just fought an onslaught of evil robots and it was Fantastic! So much fun. I really like. I really find in my older age, I'm enjoying PVE stuff, especially mm-hmm. when I just have to kill massive waves of stuff. Right. I don't know. Feels good. And alongside this, over alongside this, they're also adding a workshop. They already had the custom game modes that you could make a bunch of slider bars, but now it's a, like a true workshop mm-hmm. where. It's the most customizable thing I've ever seen. First thing you need to do, it, our first thing that you can do is you add a rule. So when X happens, Y happens. One of the examples they used in the video was every time Torbjorn hits somebody with their hammer, they freeze. What? So th- this is just, yeah, that That's was the example awesome. that they used. You can set stuff like that, and then you still, or you can select an event. when the payload hits the, When the payload hits this marker, a magnet is activated and everybody has to or whatever. You can put that as, <laughs> as an action or the condition or the event. So you have all of these different situations where you can make a rule. So when anything in the game happens, this happens. And the developer said, that the people are coming up with new powers and new ways to play the game that the developers had never thought of before. So it's super cool, and it really bodes well for the future of Overwatch, especially mm-hmm. if you look forwards for the arcade stuff that people love every week. So yeah, that's my Overwatch wrap up. And I know that we were in the middle of Hearthstone, but <laughs> now we got to sandwich it in.
2: Blizzard's
0: yeah. doing stuff right now, man. They're going like lights out right now. They're 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 trying to draw some attention for the i guess everybody's getting out of school so they wanted to get all that but that, that <laughs> summer action and uh, if they were making
1: other... on grandmasters well
0: <laughs> right
1: yeah <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah and, we'll get uh, to
0: that <laughs> and, and i think
2: yeah i think we can honestly get right into that just yeah. because man it's uh just to transition pretty well, these are all things that we're talking about that are some big highlights here for mm. Blizzard. Um, I would say if you want to really, if you're really picking apart what's gone on this past week and you want to, you want to see where the black eye is, mm. um, look no further than Grandmasters. Uh, Grandmasters front to back. Uh, when there were not Warrior mirrors, I enjoyed a game or two. <laughs> Even when there were Warrior mirrors, I was still encouraged every now and then because what's interesting is we're seeing a lot of bomb warrior which is something that we actually dismissed all pretty heavily Mm -hmm. um and yet at this point bomb warriors is you know the the king of the the king of the crop the cream of the crop yeah (laughs) let's just say the let's say the like a farmer like the king of the crop
0: isn't isn't the cream of the crop
2: I'm saying king of the oh, okay. so You Just call it that gray poupon, and we'll be settled. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> However, you want to you want to you know disclaim yourself. Um, it really was a situation where specialist ended up hitting the wall that a lot of people expected, um, and that is you got these war warrior mirrors, and you got tournaments that were you are you got nights that were supposed to not last over fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hours that lasted fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hours because of of just these decks that went went so long against each other. Um, between that, there was also some issues with uh, that got called out on Twitter with the casters. There were a lot of issues where they weren't necessarily recognizing the right way to, to analyze certain matchups, calling out misplays when they weren't misplays. There were players in the tournament who would call out a caster after their game and say, that actually wasn't a misplay and here's why. Um, so the critique was all over and uh, you can't blame them for these long days casting warrior mirrors, I'm going to say it. Take a mm-hmm. shot every time I mention it. <laughs> um it's just it's a lot to expect. And All so right. thankfully, we're going to be seeing some fresh air be brought in thanks to the positive notes that have come out um these past couple of days. Things like the balance changes mm-hmm. will directly influence what Grandmasters looks like going forward. Um but even though perspective wise um and viewership wise, I think there was a peak about forty five thousand, forty six thousand viewers at one point, which is a strong yeah. showing for a non-tournament event for like a non you know like this wasn't the finals or anything. right this wasn't a big event this, this was, was week just... one of eight exactly yeah. um so there's a lot of positive note from that eyes were there balance changes are incoming that should hopefully help address some of the staleness um but the same at the same end i think it was a a lackluster event that you got to hope things go up from here
0: yeah i think that was a great and summary we- of it um, mm-hmm. just some interesting uh notes from from week one uh, i i i you know you guys know i love my, my numbers and i took a moment and i and i just took a look at the like the deck the decks that were brought and i and i crunched the numbers on them on the so there's 30 there's 30 there's 30 contestants in this and, um 10 from each realm and uh and I, I took a breakdown of it uh so nine out of ten nine nine out of ten 90 percent. Of the decks on the NA server were Warlock. Or excuse me, we're Warrior. We're warrior. Oh, we're warrior. Excuse okay. me. We're Warrior. 90%. Guess the one that wasn't. The Rogue? Nope. Actually, Hunter. Which makes sense because Hunter can yeah. do well against Warrior. Um, but yeah, overall though, across all three uh of the of the servers, uh, of the 30 contestant or combatants, 17, 57 percent. Of the decks were warrior and this is specialist so they're just three different versions of warrior playing up to you know three games and you know how long one can take um uh, then- we
2: saw bounce back Elysianas for sure too.
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and then so the next most played class we actually surprised me by the way that i thought this would be the most played class but the next most played class was war it was rogue after warrior uh with six out of thirty or twenty percent um Only four classes were represented, and the other two were Mage at 5 out of 30 or 17%, and Hunter, two Hunters out of all of them at 7%. So four classes comprise the entire tournament. So that's 60% almost, 56, 54% of, of Hearthstone is not even being touched in their specialist format. That, to me, is pretty... it speaks for itself.
1: I think this has nothing to do with it being the specialist format. Personally, it looks to be more the outstanding issues that I've been yelling at Mm -hmm. Ixar for the last 12 ish, the last 12 episodes. And now they're really showing their, now they're really showing their butts (laughs) in front of everybody with their, you know, with their specialist format. Everybody's playing warrior. Why is everybody playing warrior? Because it's the only freaking good deck. Yeah. It's the only thing that you're allowed to play. And you know what? We've been complaining about this forever.
0: Yeah.
1: It's great that Ixar has to listen to me now. Ixar, you need, we need a, can we schedule him to get on the show? Like, I can teach him how to become <laughs> a proper professional.
0: Not only are you inviting him on, on the show, but you're provoking him at the same time. Yeah, I not like only the provoking him, sword. but I'm
1: offering advice. I'm oh, offering okay. advice.
0: Okay. okay. Ixar, the challenge <laughs> is out there. You know, email us at uh, eternalorbitgg uh, at gmail if uh, if you accept Exile's uh, offer.
1: No, <laughs> I'll work pro bono just Ooh, because I love that. the game.
0: Look at that. Um, so yeah, that's some that's some that's some stats about the um, about the tournament, which I think highlights. Kind of what I, you know, I, I, you know, I joked around and I wrote, called it on here. Um, when they first announced the uh, specialist format, the first thing I said was we were going to see a whole bunch of stuff like this. And as much as I like it, I like the idea of of doing a different format. I this was my worst fear realized, and because of that, I had no interest. And this is the first time in a long time I haven't watched a professional tournament that was streamed. I had no interest in watching it. Hopefully. With the changes that are coming, maybe that'll be a little more diverse in the future, and I'll be interested again. But I just didn't want to watch, you know, forty or fifty seven percent warrior slash mirror matches. I just, didn't, I just, I just didn't want to do it. It's painful enough yeah. being on the ladder, so
2: yeah, it's not good when you uh, just last <laughs> note. It's not good. Mm-hmm. I was planning on starting to watch at eight o'clock one night. And so I caught maybe an hour or two and mm-hmm. I was pretty tired. So I went to bed. It's not good when you wake up at eight in the morning and the matches are still being played. It's oh, the man. same match. Cause it was a warrior and rare. it's the same match. Yeah. They had to go into <laughs> triple, triple replays because they hit the turn limit and everyone was at the same amount of health and armor. It was a, oh my uh, God. no, not true, but also just, man, as you said it, that's just, that really yeah. speaks for it.
0: Well, I, I guess we could, we could complain about that uh or, lament about that more. Hopefully next week we actually have some something different about the uh, Grandmasters to talk about next week. Maybe we'll dive into it then. But there's still yeah. more Blizzard news to talk about. Um, apparently, uh, it, X already uh, mentioned this earlier, but apparently yeah. the... Um, the first stress test went live today for wow classic so guys it's happening we're in stress test territory august 27th is the release date for wow classic august i think it's 13th is the day you can get in and reserve your name for your character i mean we're yeah. getting close i know uh rude you just got done streaming it how'd it go
2: <laughs> well i know i mentioned it at the top of the show uh we spent you know an hour and a half playing Q Simulator. <laughs> um, and I really, I would do it again. I may do it again after this. I, I just very sincerely, I... Uh, just
0: for the basi- experience.
2: Yeah. So basically what's happening right now is there is a main beta that's happening. It's going to be happening. It started just a few days ago. It'll be going up until, you know, right before actual release mm-hmm. where um, it's a it's a limited pool of players. They're inviting a few more, but the, the invites are definitely slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can level up to 30, and just test the world as you're in it there's been little whispers of hey they may raise the cap over time so you can get a little bit more content in a little bit more testing in um, where i got my invite is actually over the next two days next week there'll be another two day or next month there'll be another two days and the month after that another two days of what's called a stress test basically they want to they want to hit their servers hard and see what they can take and what they can't take they want to see okay if this many people are in this zone how is it looking with our our dynamic spawn rates where uh, things like wolves will spawn a little bit more often at the start of the release because mm-hmm. there's so many players they want to accommodate for that. Also, our servers able to handle this kind of load. Um, are there any weird glitches that are happening? That sort of thing. So I'm part of that exciting uh, situation, which is why it was so hard to log in because mm-hmm. literally everyone was rushing. Um, and another fun circumstance with that, it's a level five cap. I so, know. wow. So, yeah, the nice thing about that is it lends itself to a lot of memes Uh, The biggest meme, which I'm planning on if I'm able to log in, is there's a uh, there's a dual tournament for level fives and there's a best in slot level five uh, gear list out there right now. So I'm going to be playing my no more lock um, and I'm going to be gearing up with the best in slot whites and maybe a green wand. We'll see if I can get fortune. (laughs)
0: Uh, I love the enthusiasm. So how there's long things, this,
2: there's all kinds of, yeah, there's all kinds of opportunities. Very cool.
0: How long does this um, stress test batch last for? This particular Um one.
2: So this one will, it started today at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific time. It'll be ending tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So 26 total hours. Are you going to sleep the, at all? Uh, we'll see. I, <laughs> I If I get in, I'm planning on staying up for, I have work in the morning. If I have to wake up around 7 o'clock. I'm planning on staying up until about 3 or 4. Wow, so
1: are you still in the queue right now? Tell me you're in the queue. <laughs> no tell me you're so, in the queue while
2: recording this. <laughs> sadly, I had to maintain some level of professionalism despite the hatred that stems from that. Um, right now, nobody can get in you've got you've got the established few who are in, and they've locked the server out for everyone else. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, right now it'd be sort of a moot point. um you'll you'll get past the queue. you'll hit that zero that zero mark in the queue. It'll say, hey, I'm about to go to the character screen, and then it'll say failed. Oh, so, oh, so yeah, that's a lot of what's going on. But teased. honestly, I am just so 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 excited about it. So um, close, and, and yeah, fingers crossed for getting into the the bigger beta mm-hmm. as well and being able to play for the next three months. This is a game that is by far the most. Uh, I would say the th- the single thing that has had the biggest impact in my life, <laughs> and that is not mm-hmm. an understatement. Aside from talking about like family, <laughs> so. Um, just very good memories. And, and I, it's cool that so many of the people, because we do things like play Hearthstone, have a natural attachment to the Warcraft universe and the world of Warcraft itself.
0: I didn't realize how much I missed it until they announced the uh, the uh, release date for it. And I've been thinking about it nonstop. I, I reactivated my WoW account. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to be playing some, like, you know, normal, quote unquote, air quotes, uh, WoW just to get my fix on because i'm 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 super i'm ready for it i'm I'm ready for it august twenty seventh can't come fast enough guys i'm excited but i think i think we uh I think we need to get into the meat of the show now um because there is a lot happening in hearthstone right now this week and in two actually today and in uh and, and in two weeks from now um and they all kind of tie in together as everyone um, probably knows by now um some major nerfs were announced, and I say major. Um, not in that it weren't expected. I know that one of them, uh, the Aliciana one, which we'll get into in a moment. I know Eric and I have talked about before. I think we actually talked about it on this show at one point for the exact reason why I think it was nerfed, but we'll get into that more. Um, Elisiana was, was pretty much expected at some point. Um, but why, but, but Roe got hit hard. Uh, so, uh, is there anything that you guys want to say about, about it while we transition into, into the bigger discussion? If any guys want to pipe in first with it and kind of go over maybe what was nerfed?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I know, um, well, even uh, to queue up X here, but, uh, on our Twitter poll where we asked this question about the rogue nerfs, X was, uh, was the first person to actually give their insight, mm-hmm. um, on, on how things went. So I really... <clears throat> X is someone whose opinion I very much respect. So I really want to hear first from uh, X, potentially so I don't make a fool of myself later because I didn't <laughs> consider something. So the, my overall thoughts on this are thank you and
1: clap. I would, I would do a round of applause, but I'm sure like anybody listening to the podcast is just th- th- thank me for not doing it. But yeah. it's the greatest thing that could have possibly happened because Rating Party was, honest to God, the biggest issue since it was printed. We looked at it when it was printed and we said, wow, drawing three cards from a small specific subset, this how could this possibly be bad? Right. And it was so good, of course. Um, yeah. Because Rogue has good weapons, and the neutral pirates are insane anyway. And the fact that you could prep it out on three... So like the, let, me start, uh, let me start this way. The three Rogue cards that they nerfed are Prep, Raiding Party, and Evil Miscreant, all three of which you could play at the same time <laughs> on turn three. S- uh, <laughs> so they brought <laughs> they brought prep down. They brought prep from the next value cost casting three less to costing two less. They made raiding party from three mana to four mana, and they made evil miscreant uh, from one five to one four. And honest, honest to God, the, there was just way too much value in rogue. Like yeah. a tempo deck should not. Be generating Mm -hmm. value. I be generating so much value. Bringing the one five to one four helps because now you actually have the opportunity to crash into it before the waggle (laughs) pick picks it back up. You know, Mm -hmm. you actually have a chance to trade into it. Uh, And those overall, that's my thoughts. It's like it, it, it's Rogue's been the most powerful class since Baku was released at the beginning of Witchwood, which is since I played Hearthstone. (laughs) And now people are still playing Odd Rogue. Oh, wait. They call it Tempo Rogue. There's a few even cards in there now. You might as well call it Odd Rogue. And now finally nerfing all these cards it might be the second best deck instead of the best deck.
0: Right. It's right. still
1: viable. The deck's still viable. They hit the three best cards. Still a great deck.
0: Yeah. It's, Im- it's important <laughs> to know that the win rate before the nerfs of this deck, depending on the list you were, you were looking at, was as high as 64%. So with with these nerfs, the deck is still going to be viable, right? Like all this is going to do is bring it more in line with other decks. Like if so, if, if you invest it, if you're if you're a free to play player or a low budget player. And you invest a lot to make this deck, and you're like, man, my my Hearthstone career is ruined. No, it's just, it's just going to be more in line. So now instead of having a up to a 64% win rate, which is two out of three games, by the way, which is ridiculous, um, you're probably going to have more like a a more reasonable 54 to 56% win rate. So yeah, you'll lose 10%, which we would think would be the end of the deck, but it just makes it a a normal meta deck. Like, just congratulations, you have you have still one of the best decks in the game. It's just not ridiculous. Um, yeah. I mentioned to uh, and, and uh, X or Eric, maybe you could give some insight on this one. I was actually surprised by the evil miscreant change. I know why they did it, but I don't. I don't remember anybody really complaining about evil miscreant. Is this something that came from from like the pro level down, or is there something that I missed in the, in all of the griping and complaining that was going on about rogue?
2: Yeah, so I think, um, th- the, the miscreant change is something I have heard. I know five mm-hmm. health is just for a minion that you can crash into it as x said and and it won't make it it won't make a difference they just sent it back to hand with waggle pick which was so consistent really the theme of rogue was how consistent their power was that's because of the value that was generated again as x mentioned through things like the the miscreant you know gaining tokens through raiding party um through these shadow steps and, and waggle picks and um and and these zero mana dread corsairs like it was just rogue could keep doing rogue things consistently and that's always been where rogue is not supposed to shine they're supposed to be able to get in there get dirty and then they either commit and they did it or they run out of steam um so so yeah i i think it is a fair change i really like that they dropped from five to four i've even in my head been like what if they dropped from five to three that would make it not good anymore i think the one wow. four is is fair um but i think it was i think it was needed quite yeah. honestly um so yeah i i like the change in in. I I agree with it there. Um, And even looking into a broad context, I was someone who was very much, they can either address raiding party or prep. I don't think they can do both. Um, And as time has gone on, one thing I've really tried to prioritize in my matches against rogues is to really pay attention to where the swings are coming from, Mm -hmm. where the power turns are coming from, what cards are really enabling it. And I've got to tell you, I really wanted it to be just raiding party. And then I really wanted it to be just prep. And I really wanted it to be either of them but going against rogue there was too many opportunities on turn three for them to pull ahead and never look back um it makes sense that they had to dig their heels in and say you know what we've got to we've got to do more than a single card approach here mm-hmm. because i was looking at okay what if the like this rogue i just went again just crushed me and they didn't play a raiding party Or this rogue just crushed me and they didn't do prep there's yeah. there's so many opportunities where they could still do what they're trying to do and so limiting it by a little bit to, to take down the value of a card like prep and raiding party, it just, I think it was needed. It may not have had to been those two cards, but I think they had to hit two big points. My only other thought, um, uh, Rumham also addressed this. I think mm-hmm. Waggle Pick could have been addressed, mm-hmm. and I think it could have been dropped from a four attack to a three attack. Right. Th- that means that your Corsairs can't be played the second that you, that you get it, which is always right. painful. Um, and again a lot of people are playing it for the shadow step effect anyways that would have been a big hit but i think you know it's just it's nuts i am happy with the changes though
0: it's i didn't think they
1: nerf van cleef
0: i i would actually weigh in on this one van cleef has yeah, not really been a problem before van cleef is a problem because of the cards around it right like that's when cards like van cleef become a problem when's the last time we were talking about van cleef being broken i rest my case <laughs> okay if you can't think of it off the top of your head that's why right well, van cleef is a problem because prep van cleef is a problem because um cards exist that uh, that enable it to be good most of the time it's just kind of there that's why prep kind of fell off the radar because people were playing odd rogue so they didn't think about it right but then once odd rogue kind of died then all of a sudden people start playing prep again all of a sudden people were like god i forgot how painful it is to play against prep uh it needs to go right um And I'll tell you this, that, like, I know that the deck, as it was, was so, like, oppressive and so just consistent. That's that's such a good word for it. So consistent that I remember playing against rogues at, like, rank three and rank four that were just making mistake or misplay or miscalculation Mm. after miscalculation. However you want to say it, they were making suboptimal plays with no discernible purpose. Like, I can understand making a suboptimal play if you've got a larger goal. You're making this calculated risk. Right? You're taking this calculated risk to do something that's suboptimal for some other reward. But for no discernible goal, they're just making what appear to be mistakes and they're still able to overcome them because it's so swingy and it's so powerful because they have tools like raining party and shadow step and um, um, uh, prep and all of these tools that allow them to just make up for mistakes. And that was one of the things that actually made players better. It made players better. Like a deck the, the, a deck shouldn't Unnat- naturally make you better than you are, right? Otherwise, then when you put it in the hands of the best players in the world, it becomes truly oppressive, is what you see at the highest ranks of Hearthstone. Why, at rank 5+, plus we were seeing it at a 30% play rate versus at rank 15, because the better the mm-hmm. player, the better an oppressive deck becomes at becoming even more oppressive. So, yeah, or- I think that, the, that that more than one nerf was necessary.
1: The the other way the other way to look at that is like it really it really took all of the people who ranked ten player and put them at rank five so yes. rank five became super saturated with people who became comfortable with this rogue deck but now can't yeah. get a win
0: yeah that's an excellent way to look at it um, is there anything else we want to say about about the the rogue nerfs I mean uh, other than the fact that we, I I think we are all in agreement rogue is not going away it's still going to be at least a tier two yeah. deck in my opinion at least as, as I see it playing out right now I I, I think that it's because what'll happen is other decks are going to rise up, right? And then rogues going to counter those decks and rogue will rogue will come back in, into prevalence. So rogue's not going away. So again, if you invest a lot in it, don't get rid of it. But other than other than that, and other than the fact that this is going to lead to less rogues being played and less warrior as a result, um, is there anything else that we nice. <laughs> is there anything else that we can say about it before we move on to the other big card change news?
1: I think I could talk about rogue forever, but I'd rather I'd rather get on to I,
2: uh, I have one final note I just wanted to make because I think it is worthwhile to point out. Sure. And then, um, and that is the fact that Blizzard is done balancing things around prep. That is what this nerf tells us. They could have oh, done true. something. They could have hall of famed. They could mm-hmm. have. They could have made any kind of adjustments. But they thought that they could still balance cards around prep properly. And the fact that they made this change signals that they're 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 going to be done trying. Rogue's co- spells have traditionally been overcosted because of the fact that prep is so powerful. So expect in the future cards to seem more mana-appropriate for rogue.
0: That's and they, yep, and they even put it right in here, right in their explota- explanation that that was part of their decision-making process, that it was just yeah. it was something they constantly had to play around. So, well, Excellent point, Eric. Excellent point. We almost completely skipped over that. And that's one of the biggest reasons why, why I got nerfed. Oh, we didn't also talk about hey, this man. one.
1: I was going to say, that's pretty funny. Just uh, <laughs> Speaking of skipping
0: over things. <laughs> yeah. We're a professional hot podcast guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is the afterthought.
0: So the other one to talk about, the other big nerf to talk about is Archivist Elysiana. The eight mana, seven, seven neutral with the battle cry. Discover five cards, replace your deck with two copies of each. Went from eight mana to now nine mana. And I'll start by saying briefly that the biggest reason for this, they won't come out and say it, they won't, but they they say it very clearly, is Warrior. They say it very clearly that the problem is that it's getting bounced back to people's hands or getting put back in their deck with um, either Young Brewmaster or with um, Baleful Banker. And it's creating these hour-long matches, both on the ladder and, more importantly, in the specialist tournaments. And we talked about this on this show, I believe it was a few weeks back, where we said that this had to be addressed uh, Aliciana or these these you know hour plus long matches two hour plus long matches we're going to continue, um to, and they basically came out and said it when they mentioned that yeah Shaman could still do it and get get the same effect but people that are wanting to combo with those those specific two cards sorry about your luck guys what are your thoughts
1: I'm happy that Archivist Aliciana got got nerfed to nine because Warrior oh wait you already said that. <laughs> and- let me let me start over. I'm glad archivist
2: Alisiana got nerfed because of warrior. <laughs> Eric <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much. The biggest note and that's been this has also been putted on Twitter is it sucks for the warrior matchup because people will still like it, it more than already because people will still. Most likely, run this card. They just won't bounce it back, but it's still going to be a fatigue situation. Um, but the thing is, if you're on coin, you become instantly favored in the matchup. Oh, 100%. Now, hundred percent. And that's that does not seem the way that, especially esports, because we're going to. I'd argue, still keep seeing warrior. Um, it, it doesn't feel it, it doesn't feel right when you've got a match decided by coin. Uh, so,
0: but it feels so like that heavily. with Rogue already a lot of the times. That's true.
2: That's true. That's a good point. But I would. Yeah. Yeah. That's a true. That's a good point. But this allows you to go outside of the 10 mana range, which Rogue isn't trying to do with their coin. Um, That's fair. And so I think this should be a 10 mana card. Otherwise, I agree with the change.
0: I would be comfortable if they made it a 10 mana 8, 8. But I don't think a 10 mana because now you're punishing the card because of one class. And that's not that's not that's not fair in a neutral card. It's just I think
2: it's more so punishing the developers who thought to print this.
0: (laughs) Well, you could say that about a lot of cards, but they haven't. They haven't. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of an insult to Hearthstone players. I mean, uh, now that I think about it, that they address this card so quickly, but cards like Mechathune have been unaddressed for so long, right? Like cards that that people dislike, um, that create a punishing situation, have been allowed to persist, but because this essentially ruins their their, they can't sit there and say, "Hey, we screwed up." Our esports vision is wrong. Um, and so instead, because nobody cared when, in the other format when there was hour and a half, two hour long matches with Control Warrior, but now because a specialist how it works, which the same game three times, they screwed up and they created a scenario where a 45 minute match is now detrimental because a 45 minute match played three times is two hours and change. You know, um, so now they're punishing. They're punishing what is an answer to a lot of things or a, a good, a cool card. I yeah, know. I could go on. I could go on.
2: It sounds like we're all in agreement, at least. Yeah,
0: let's uh, let's move on to the uh, to the very interesting news.
2: Yeah, put it on the board.
0: Behold, the rise of mech. There are so many avenues, and we were talking about this in our pre meeting. There are so many avenues that we could look at talking about this. There's so much to talk about in this and the implications of this i don't know where to begin but for those of you that don't know very briefly um x or eric do you want to cover kind of what's going on here
2: yeah i mean i can take this one it's uh basically if you thought that blizzard was in the business of only making nerfs um you you would have been right for the past ever three years at this however Blizzard has decided to, to do something that is blowing people's mind, which is creating an event that is buffing cards. It is an event that is revisiting cards from Boomsday, cards that they really like the design, the flavor, what have you, um, but didn't necessarily see the play. And they're going back, and they're adjusting them. Um, it's for to buff them, not to nerf them, not to anything else. This is purely, they have 18 cards, they want to see them played, they want to see them experimented with, and they want to shake things up. And it's super cool. Along with that, um, they're also introducing a new card called Snip Snap. It Never been
0: done before.
2: Legendary, yeah, a golden legendary that will be free to you. You can just have it when you log in. Mind That's all following. you got to do. As long as you log in between, what is that, June 1st? June 3rd? Through,
0: okay. I think it's June 3rd? June 3rd, 3rd to July 1st? But yeah, it's June mm-hmm. 3rd to July 1st. It's, it's, it's literally right here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> these changes are coming into effect and they're not being reverted once the event is over these are all these are all just changes and they're going to shake up your ladder experience they're going to shake up grandmaster's experience it's it is very cool and blizzard has been properly been getting a, pla- a pat on the back for this one absolutely i'm super excited for what they did i think it's kind of ironic though
1: that they took they took this one card preparation and they nerfed it because they were like oh a three mana discounts too much but then they left reckless <laughs> experimenter alone. Which if you guys don't know Reckless Experimenter, it's a priest five mana four six that um, all death rattle minions cost three less to pl- all, all death rattle minions cost three less to play, and they die at the end of turn. So what Snip Snap is, this golden legendary that Eric was talking about, is for those of you in the podcast, it's a three mana two three magnetic echo mm-hmm. mech that reads Death Rattle, summon two one one microbots. So as you can imagine, if Reckless Experimenter discounts an Echo card by three that costs three, it now costs zero. With Magnetic, it's a haste, or what do you call it in Hearthstone? Charge. A charge, uh, thank you. A charge speed buff, which with Coppertail, Coppertail Imposter, I think is the name yes. of the card. It's a yes. four mana four four stealth mech. Well, Battlecry has stealth for this turn. Um, you can on turn five now with Reck- Reckless Experimenter. OTK. How do you feel about that, As? I know you love the OTK. <laughs> the design
0: space. Oh, God. Design space. Uh, it's... it's it, I think the worst thing I hate about the fact that... Okay, first of all, before I get into the negative, I want to talk about the positive. Please. It is absolutely insane to me as somebody <laughs> that's been playing this game since the first wave of the closed beta that they are introducing a new card... By itself, in the middle of a meta, that is mind-boggling. Okay, that is so cool and so exciting. Don't get me wrong; I have some some gripes about it, which X is clearly trying to, to poke me into talking about the <laughs> monster. <laughs> uh, but the fact that they are doing this is it—it it like blows my mind and fills me with excitement and hope. Because, and I'm going to tease this, and we'll come back to this in a minute because I'm to finish the point that X brought up. But it, yeah. it 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 lends itself to indicate that they're going to start doing this more often in the middle of a meta about the you know 4 to 6 week point after they release a new meta a new a new expansion maybe every maybe halfway point or so which this will be about the halfway point between um expansions or very close to it they're going to start doing something like this where they mix the meta up in the middle of a meta just to make sure that we're not going three or four months without a new meta because it's because it's stagnated so quickly this time. This, to me, indicates that they said, we want a brand new meta, and we want it now. And we're going we're gonna to stimulate that by, A, not only yeah. making interesting cards cheaper for the rest of the game or for the rest of the rotation, but we're also going to add a brand new card. That, to me, is exciting. Now, it also says to me that they, I mean, they, there's no way they did not know about the Copper Tail, there's no way that they did not know about their, their, their card developers and their testers are way too good. Um, it says to me that, hey, Priest is not played. The only way we can get Priest to play is to give him something like this. That's what it says to me, honestly. Now, um, on top of that, uh, to me, anytime you introduce a mechanic like this, I, I struggle with it so much because I, I, I want to love this card because it's so cool, but it immediately deflated my excitement when I realized that all they're doing is enabling not just an OTK, but another priest OTK. And that to me just feels like what, what X and I were talking about a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the card review was like, why are you bringing back the same stuff that we all hated from six <laughs> months ago? Right. Oh, it's been six months. They're over it. Well, it hasn't been six months. It's been a month and a half. We're not over it. The scars run deep, and you're ruining a good thing by not calculating in people's experience and how much they hated having uh, Priest run Ruckshot with with the OTKs. And this is going to be so easy to pull off. The hardest part about this is you're going to be drawing the three cards. But in theory, if you have all three of these cards in your hand you're just going to win the game because unless the other person can chump block you and chump block you and chump block you or sap you, then you're just going, you're just going to lose. Priest
1: has no shortage of ways to draw death, rattle minions.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So you're not wrong. This is going to be easy because what they have the one mana two one uh, death, rattle, draw death, rattle minion. Mm -hmm. And so now you run two of those in your deck and this is the only death rattles.
0: So here's, here's, here's the (sighs) vision that I had for this deck or this card in a priest deck. Basically, it's a Mechathun deck with this as a second win condition.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Yep. With the Nomi
1: package, the mm-hmm. miracle package. The Nomi package. Oh, yeah, that would be disgusting. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so, okay, if Nomi doesn't do it and this doesn't do it, then you can just burn up all the cards that you have and then just play a naked Mechathun at some point. And, I mean, there's so many different ways that you can you can make this work. Uh, And it just makes the Nomi Priest, which is the best priest out there, better. And it creates the potential for another OTK. But there are other... Now, now, unless Eric or or X, you have anything else to say on the negative, I kind of want to talk about some of the positives of this card. Because I want to just focus on the negative. This is a very interesting card and it's very exciting that they're introducing it. Are there some positives or some interesting inclusions in other decks that you can think of with this deck so we're not just sitting here beating up Ixar some more?
1: Well... If Ixar didn't notice, this could also go into odd <laughs> war wild. Which oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, they don't care about wild.
0: <laughs> we care no, okay, about wild. For real,
1: we for care real, with wild. the positives. With the positives, the scars run deep. As they do, I still got to still got to get my shots out. Now the posi- the positives are like it's it's gonna run it's gonna run real hot in our um, in our hunter deck. At least at the very yep. least, it's gonna be experimented with because hunter needs something to do with six mana and they often do as an aggro deck still get to turn nine Mm -hmm. so now that they have a nine mana fireball with upside on top of on top of all that so i think that i think that it opens up a lot of possibilities i'm a little upset though that it doesn't have Hate on it, like it doesn't say uh, destroy a, pri- a pirate, get plus two plus two. I almost said destroy a <laughs> private. <my name>. Like <laughs> anyway, uh, because it's the shape of a crab, just like you know, hungry crab or a crawler. I would assume that this would be up a similar alley. But,
0: this you know. this goes in warrior, right? This goes in control warrior. You make room for this in control Easy. warrior. This is so good in control warrior. It, mm-hmm. I mean, you get Doctor Boom out, and this is just this is three mana deal. Uh, four damage to something, anything you want. It's three mana. Make your um, any of your mechs that you play way better. It's, I mean, it's it's a nine mana deal. What? Uh, it's two four six plus two four six. Twelve damage to something. Nine mana, twelve damage to a minion. Come on, I mean, this card is so good. And if you got that coin you were talking about, <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, it's it's it, this is so good in in warrior. Um, just a warrior alone, but it also makes Mech Hunter better. Um, it, 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 there's very few decks because Zilliax is such a powerful card. There's very few decks, and this card is flexible because of that Echo. By the way, I want to mention the fact that they brought the Echo tag back for this after specifically not putting Echo on a different card and making up the reason, the excuse that I oh, do have commentary we for do that. want to phase. Out. Oh well, then I'll lead it to you. But uh, I do, I do want to point out that they did that. Uh, Eric, you want to extrapolate?
2: So the developer said that... uh, One of the developers mentioned that the reason they added Echo to this card is it's rotating with Witchwood. It's almost considered... Or it's rotating with Boomsday. It's only Mm. here for another year. And so the same way that uh, Witch's Brew is here for two years, um, this will be gone the same time all the other Echo keywords will be gone as well. I'm not buying it. And that's
1: fair. (laughs) Blizzard Uh, has a good history of inconsistency with cards.
0: They're consistently inconsistent.
2: Yeah,
0: Eric. Any any other thoughts on this card?
2: You guys covered all of it. My real commentary was that I love that Hunter has something he can do even on three to to get a stickier board onto four. If if you just if honestly if you play this on three and you get the mech bots or the um, yeah the microbots at, mm-hmm. at the end and you magnetize on top of that, like here's that that's all you want to do. You want to keep something sticky to keep rolling that that snowball down the hill, you know. But I'm ready to get into into the the other changes that no one was especially expecting.
0: Yeah, this is a nice surprise.
2: All I called it. I called it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, nice. This first we'll give...
2: one especially. Yeah, we'll give this one to UX. Go ahead, tell us <laughs> tell us the greatness. <laughs> okay, so as you as you guys know, I've been calling out Ix for
1: I don't know ever since the show's inception, and finally he took some of my advice. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't need to go into the Blizzard office. He d- finally took Gloop Sprayer and brought it from eight to get this chat—not nine mana, but seven. That's right.
0: <laughs> so, Gloop's- however,
1: they did. I would say, however, with the other one, they did take Mulch Muncher and bring it to nine. What were you about to say, as
0: I was going to say for those um, who might be listening that that don't know office out there with Gloop Sprayer is—it's currently an eight mana four-four Druid minion. That reads Battle Cry, summon a copy of each adjacent minion. And it got adjusted to being a 7 mana 4 4 with the same card text. The other change to Druid, so we can talk about them um, in conjunction, is Moltz Muncher went from being a ta- 10 mana 8 8, which, which reads Rush, cost one less for each friendly treant that died this game, to a 9 mana 8 8, eight with the same text. Is it also a mech? So these two changes are interesting i would almost be surprised i'd I'd go on a a limb to ask this question is mulch muncher now something you want to consider in token ruin no (laughs) No. so then i i knew the answer to that but you know you gotta ask you gotta explore the idea so then what are they doing with these two changes
1: so honest to god and uh (laughs) I think that I think that Eric came up with the same conclusion. It actually yep. wasn't a nerf. This this one wasn't actually a buff, but this was a low key nerf to conjurers calling because now when you conjurers call sea giant, you can't get an eight eight rush. Yep. Now when you conjurers calling your rabble bouncer, you can turn it into a four four.
0: Interesting.
1: That's the only interesting
2: thing I could see about this, Eric. You have any thoughts? Literally, I, I love that X and I both came to this conclusion. We were in the Discord call. X was about to say what they were thinking, and I immediately jumped on it and said, "Yes, exactly. That's it. <laughs> that is the point. This was this was not for Druid. This was for Mage. Here's the Shadow nerf to Mage that people wanted."
0: My jaw was literally slacked because I came into the Discord call a few minutes after. I missed this part of the conversation. They didn't clue me in. So this is me getting slapped in the face with a surprise. And not the good kind either. The, uh... (laughs) (laughs) The blizzard kind. (laughs) I broke Eric. For those of you listening at home, Eric has um, doubled over and is the look around the screen. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I want to so, say hi, Mom, first. Uh, <laughs> hi, Eric's Mom. Um, <laughs> mom Clouds. So that is that actually makes a ton of sense. Like, that is so ingenious. Kudos to both of you for thinking that. Because I was sitting there racking my brain thinking, how could this possibly benefit any druid archetype that, that exists currently or that could exist? And I just couldn't see it. And these guys, the whole time, they didn't say jack to me in the call. They're just like, yeah, we already covered this ass we're going to surprise you nice job guys you didn't come to
1: this conclusion wow yeah i mean come on we've known about this for like 16 hours you haven't (laughs) gone through deep
0: analysis (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's great so uh any other comments on druid or are we ready to roll into the next group
1: i'm good on druid leave him behind
0: (laughs) yeah now we get into some interesting stuff here. Um, I'm just going to talk about both of them real quick, and then we can talk. Uh, i read both of the Hunter adjustments here, and then we'll, we'll get um, into the conversation here. So, Hunter had two cards adjusted just like every other class. Um, number one was Necro Mechanic. That's the five mana, three six minion that reads Death Rattle, your death rattles trigger twice. It went from five mana, three six, it's now a four mana, three six with the same text. Um, and then the other one was the Flark's Boomzooka change, where Flark's was an 8-mana legendary spell, which read summon three, copy. 3 minions from your deck. They attack enemy minions, then die. It's now 7-mana with the same text on it. X or Eric, any initial thoughts on either of these two changes?
2: I mean, low key. I want to pass this over to you. If anyone is known as the hunter (laughs) of the group, trying to be bashful and and be a a kind kind co-host to fill up time, uh, it would be Azrael. As, please, I know that you're bubbling inside, and it's not just the lunch that you ate. Please let us know (laughs) your thoughts on these changes.
0: Uh, Well, full disclosure, I'm bubbling inside from the surprise slap in the face. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) <laughs> They're um, just bubbling everywhere right oh, now. Oh man! So <laughs> the most interesting thing about this to me probably is just the fact that we now have a a decent, I would actually argue good body on four to play in Hunter. A four mana three six is a is a very good body. Um, it, it's just good stats. It's one off of being probably one of the best bodies in, in that slot range, which is the um, the um, Druid of the Claw, right? Which is the five the five mana? That's a a four mana. Excuse me. Yeah, it's five mana, four six, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Is is like the closest analogy to this one, or this? I should say this body is normally five mana. However, you want to say it. The um, the neutral uh, three mana or five mana three six with taunt uh, and a couple others normally five mana. You're getting it for four as a class card, but also has a huge. Upsides yes. in this death rattle triggers twice. I mean, even running one of these in any hunter list that runs right now is pro is good just for the body. And on top of that, most of the hunter lists that run right now, which the the most prevalent ones are mech hunter specifically bomb and neck death rattle hunter. Um, those two hunter classes are very popular. Um, and even running one of these has huge value. Imagine this combo with a flarks right. I mean, that's nuts. Uh, and then uh, on top of that, it's just it's it's a good body that opens up even more options for the class. Like you can now start looking at 100 at decks that no longer rely on on mechs or secrets or death uh, uh, as their primary um their their primary like mechanic, and you can start now really exploring the the rest of the death Rider cards because the hunters had some good death Rider cards for a long time. You know, I'm looking at use Savannah Anaheim is the obvious one, um, mm. and then just some neutral ones that you can put in there. The options for this card are are are, are pretty wide ranging, and like and that's ignoring the fact that you can just slap it in your deck for a nice curve minion. I mean. Th- I wish I would have had time prior to, to the show today to come up with a couple of, of, of theory crafted deck lists, um, but we just had such a little turnaround from when they announced these for me to actually come up with anything I would have been comfortable presenting here. But I'm super excited about this, and I think it's going to make for a super strong addition. I mean, this is good in mid-range hunter. This is good in, in, in so many different hunter lists. I mean, I'm ecstatic about it. As far as the, the Boomzooka change, I like this because it opens up something for... Um, a potential for a, a Resurrect Hunter or a, 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 a variant of the Recruit Hunter in that you can play this card, it's cheaper now so you can get it off sooner because how often are you going to wait to turn 10 to be able to do a big swing play? Now you can play this card and then you can um, use your, um, you can use your uh, um, words, Revenge of the Wild... Right, and then get those minions back after they die, and assuming their death rattles, and assuming you you did or did not run the the necromechanic prior to that, you're going to get that extra value on top of it. And then of course, now on that's on turn nine, right? You're doing this on turn nine. So then on turn ten, what do you do? Jin, baby, and do it all over again. That's two back to back huge impactful potential turns that kind of enables. Um, and this is something that you're going to see because. You're going to turn eight, nine, ten, right? So you're going to see this more in 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 heavier mid range decks, or even a possible control hunter. There's all kinds of cool ways that I want to experiment with this, these two card changes. I'm super excited about them. And overall, TLDR. If nothing else, the Necromechanic makes Hunter better as a, as a whole in every Hunter class or in, in, every Hunter deck. And the Boomzooka change just opens up for some interesting potential because of the one-two punch of playing this on nine and then Zul'jin on ten. I've said enough, guys. What are your thoughts?
1: So, I I'll li- I like the I like the fact that you hit you hit on the fact that it's a huge curve minion. You compared it to Druid of the Claw. I want to draw a similar comparison, but to uh, the four mana body of Sentient Shield Nasta. Mm-hmm. Because like that's always been my vanilla. We talk we talk about the vanilla test, right? Yeah. Um and that's my standard for a four mana passing the vanilla test is a three-five. When you get a three-six, and we see how we saw how impactful the extra health was just on a one-attack minion in yeah. evil miscreant right. that led us to needing it to have a nerf and that's a one attack minion in an aggro deck right. so we can imagine we can imagine how that this breakpoint changes things on um i think eric you were you
2: were going to say something my really the only point i wanted to hammer home because i thought of it's for Boomzuka. so if you have any extra if you have any extra thoughts please
1: I it actually was about to scoop scoop over to Boomzooka. Yes.
2: Okay, um, well here's yeah, something that just popped in um is Boomzooka plus 9 lives. Um mm-hmm. yes. And I don't know is Katrina still in Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
2: you get your Catherine out, you let's say you've shuffled in a bunch of devil swords or something. Um you've got Catherinea, it goes out it dies. You nine lives, you bring back Katharina, it goes out and dies OTK. I don't know. Oh. It's not a good. Used, it's too much setup. But those are the kind of opportunities that are now open on one turn. I did something very similar to that hmm. in the
1: old in the old meta uh, before rotation, but it was with abominable bowman. Abominable oh, bowman yeah. was a six mana six seven, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. an insane stat line. Yes, six mana six seven death rattle, summon a death rattle minion that died this game. So what I what I did was I had Flarks Zooka, I had Kathrina, I had. Uh, I had the Devil's Zores, I had King Crush, and I had uh the Abominable Bowman. So it would have been even better with this necromechanic, but as much as I tested it on five, it wasn't it was just way too slow. Another point I wanted to make I forgot about is you can't have Spirit Singer Umbra and Necromechanic in standard at the same time. That would break the world.
0: Oh my god. Oh you're right. right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: right? And so Boomzuka now, the the only thing that really changes is the fact that but aside from nine lives, good catch. I didn't. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But um, obviously, Boomzuka leads itself to re- to Revenge of the Wild, which is the two mana card. Uh, Summon all beasts that died this turn, and then it, now it also leads itself to Master's Call, which meaning if you wanted to thin your deck a little bit more, if you want to thin your deck a little bit more and draw from a smaller subset of cards, this is a way that you can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe if you're running a beast mech hybrid or something to that effect to where you only get the full draw from,
0: I was just gonna say, like, I'm already thinking of hybrid hunter lists that run like heavy spell packages. Pull their few, their few beasts out of this very specific beasts out of this out of their deck with this, and either combo it with, um, with with revenge was originally what I thought of, but now, but now um, nine lives is another great combo piece, and uh, that that one two punch because we already know secret hunter is is one of the strongest decks right now. Now you now you just tech out the high end with with a few of these other cards and. Pfft, it can get really interesting, especially when you have things like King Crush, Katharina, um Amani, uh, Warbears. There are there are a lot of big beasts. Or you put some um, you put some Wyverns in your deck. Um, just Wyverns alone. You don't even need other big beasts. You just put some some Wyverns in your deck. Um, mm-hmm. After you put. Um, after you put um, Dire Frenzy on them, and you're pulling those bad boys out of your deck and getting some 8-8s eight on the board. So there's all kinds of ways that this, that this can enable some really, really sick closers for Hunter. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah, um,
2: be ready for uh, the next boy?
0: Oh, yeah. Next we have Mage. Um, Eric or X, you guys want to cover these, these changes here, and then we'll discuss them?
2: Yeah, I don't mind jumping in. Um, The first one that you've got coming up unexpected results. Previously, a four mana card, it'll summon two random two cost minions. But say you have an additional, you have a minion on board, like a Cobalt Geomancer, that's a plus one spell damage minion. All of a sudden, those two two cost minions you're about to summon are now two three cost minions. It scales off of the spell damage that you have on board. Um, So, this is a card that's gone from four mana down to three mana, which is really interesting. There's a lot of people who are excited about this change. Um, I'm trying in my head to theorycraft because a lot of people I trust who are very excited about this change. So I'm trying to theorycraft the best way to really utilize this as a game plan mm-hmm. um, and that, that you know, has the power to be a deck that you know, lives up in the, the, the rank five down to legend mm-hmm. ladder. And I'm having a little trouble with it. I don't know if anyone else here has, has really been able to... Because here's the thing, you're committing, you're committing to RNG with mm-hmm. this card anyways. <laughs> so that's the tough thing is you have to hope that, um, I mean, conjurer's calling you're looking at that as a, as a three mana card that breaks up a spell or breaks up something on the board. So that's the biggest comparison I've been trying to make. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's honestly going to be wildly impactful, but I'd love to be wrong. Cause I think spell damage mage would be a fun archetype to play around with.
0: I think they want temple mage to come back and this is their attempt to make a card available to encourage that because they already have a couple of, of ways of like creating more duplicates like because now this opens itself up to Cadgar on two and this on three as one possible combination for more tempo oriented um mage you know because like you you can run this like in theory and i don't know if this is good or not i have to sit down and look at it but like i said when i talk about hunter i haven't had time because they're so new. But in theory, you could have a tempo-oriented mage that, that plays those kind of cards in combo, but gets some extra use out of Cadguard because its closers are are, are the cards that you see in the in, in the Conjurer's Calling decks right now, right? Those are its closer cards, um, but it can run a more tempo-oriented package instead of playing the more control version that exists mm-hmm. now. That's that's kind of, like, off the top of my head, what I could envision for this card. But I, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this is they want a tempo uh, build yeah yeah and that's X, fair X any thoughts
1: on this card not not really in particular because it's never been a remarkable card when it, it at first when it came out I thought there was some good combinations you could make with Spellzerker or with some of these other various uh spell damage mm-hmm. spell damage minions that we had available to us a few months back but it just was never good enough the only the only real impactful card um cards actually that come to mind are going to be Arcane Watcher and Violet Violet the 6 mana 4, 7 spell damage plus 1 with Taunt
0: jeez
1: mm-hmm. uh, no. I can't remember the name of it Violet uh, Defender? yes, yeah Violet Defender yeah. Um, so those are the only 2 cards that I think are impactful enough to affect this but as you guys said this seems to lend itself to a tempo oriented deck better than a value oriented deck and you're not going to play a 6 mana 4, 7 taunt tempo oriented deck
0: right yeah. fair enough excellent points
2: um and then yeah going into the next change we've got luna's pocket galaxy a card that i've, I've always personally really thought was cool so it's cool to see that it's gotten such a big buff this is a card that was seven mana and it was a spell so when you cast it it would change the cost of all of the minions in your deck to one now this has gone down from seven mana to five mana and i think this is a huge change bonkers um i I think we're already, we're living in a world where mage is drawing cards like I am drawing a blank on how to finish this sentence. <laughs> I don't know how to further emphasize how powerful this can be in the right kind of setup. You take the the, the mage that we're kind of seeing right now um, in in its kind of glory. And I I don't know how, you're going to have to run a greedier list with giants that are get down to zero and everything. Or get down to one and in uh, probably other things to help synergize with it, but even just one cost minions you get your one cost, um, whatever the the questing adventurer. Like, like there's mm-hmm. just so much opportunity for this to really pop off, and it doesn't require that much to encourage it. So even if you're just pulling this off of, um, I don't know where you'd be pulling this from because sorcerer, whatever the, the the stone isn't in the game anymore. But I just think it's super strong, and I am I'm I feel like we are going to see this now.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it X? Is this card good enough now? to be slotted into any of the you know dragon or other cadgar like decks that exist right now. Is it good enough now?
1: The card? Yes. It's the card is good enough. The unfortunately there's not enough supporting cards to mm-hmm. or not enough cards to support Luna's Pocket Galaxy because now once a mage is at five mana and it expends this five mana, um, it's either doing nothing that turn or you're waiting until turn seven to nine to play it at which point Mage doesn't have the tools to draw cards in order to uh, take advantage of this powerful effect. So not only are you skipping a turn, but you're also now having to build your deck differently, which would be fine if we had Jaina back in Standard. (laughs) But without Jaina, this card becomes pretty uh, worthless.
0: Okay. So we shouldn't expect to see this card taken over the meta? uh,
1: I don't think so. I don't think so personally, but... Uh, it's gonna get experimented know, with a I'm lot i'm down to be wrong yeah, yeah exactly i'm it's down to be wrong on this one
0: i could see it i could actually <sighs> see it fitting into um I- into either controlly or mid-range deck i think it's that i think it's that cheaply costed now and i think it's that flexible where it could fit into either
2: we'll see
1: i'm glad it was it didn't cost us much back when we had Alana. That would have been miserable. Can you imagine curving Pocket Galaxy into Alaneth, just sacrificing turn five and six in
2: order to win the game on turn eight? Right? Mm. (laughs) Jesus,
0: you know? Oh my god. Uh,
2: Man, and here, I wanted to jump on this one as well as someone who hit Legend last month with Mech Paladin. um, This is a change for Paladin that is very exciting for me. There's two cards, obviously, that have been adjusted. This first one's what caught my eye. Um, First off, it's Christology. You were normally seeing this in OTK decks, but it's a two-mana um, spell. It draws two one-attack minions from your deck. Important to emphasize, these are just they could, these minions could cost any amount of mana as long as their attack was one. Um, this mana change has gone down from two to one. So for one mana, on turn one, you can draw two one-attack minions. And I think this is huge. For Mech Paladin, you've got your Galvanizers and you've got the... Um, what are the whatever the 1-5 that cost two mana are. Um and the defenders the the three mana one five essentially with paladin your biggest issue has always been card draw for uh, for a lot of for a lot of situations and so the fact that not only can you one mana draw two cards but draw two cards you want to have in the early game and right. even if you draw them later on still have value um I think this is what is going to make me at the start of the season next month switch back over to that that Mac Pally that I'm running really? and really into it. Yeah, I'm am, I'm am that excited about this change. I'm ready for it to be in the meta. I'm ready for people to put some respect on the Paladin that I'm seeing on like 2% of the ladder.
0: I'm nervous about it. I'm nervous it's about it else. because because it it throws back to um it throws back to memories of of divine favor. It just it, yeah. like anytime that Paladin has very good card draw, Paladin becomes very 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 scary. And this Again, it feels kind of like them giving uh, a priest another OTK mechanic. It's like somebody on their on their team is like, "Hey, we missed, for some reason this being a thing," and so we're going to try to enable it. Now, it's not; it's it's a lot more limited. It's a lot more uh, specific, but I mean, clearly, this goes into an, uh, mostly an aggressive or uh, a fast paced mid range deck, and that and that's where kind of war or paladin has been. The most prevalent and oppressive over the last year, so I'm nervous to see it, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an open mind and hope that as happens, at least sixty percent of the time, my 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 fears are in vain. Mm-hmm. X, any thoughts?
1: Uh, Christology is probably just gonna make sherval. It's just it's gonna make its way into shervalo OTK, which is gonna find its way back onto the ladder. Yeah. I'm I'm more excited, honestly, for the glowstone technician yes. buff. Uh, so Glowstone Technician, for those of you who don't know, is a 6-mana 3-4 Paladin Class card that reads, Battlecry, give all minions in your hand plus 2 plus 2. It was buffed from being a 6-mana cost card to a 5-mana cost card with the same stat line and text. This card now looks fantastic after you play a Bronze Herald and get it killed off. Bronze Herald is a 3-mana three 3-2 three, that puts two 4-4 four, four Dragons in your hand upon its, upon its death. I could have talked about it like it was a Hearthstone card and said Deathrattle, but here we are. <laughs>
2: uh, so, Eric, you said you were excited about this card, too. Well, so here's the thing, is that is exciting. I don't, see, I don't see it making the same kind of impact, but you, you read my mind on the dragons, honestly. We've been seeing people like Dexter, especially when the rotation came out, who was, who was running a, a dragon pally list that really just seemed like it didn't... It, it just seemed like the pieces were a little too clunky to fit together. I see this change as more so supporting that than mech pally honestly i think they they've built that package up and this is only supporting it so i think this is a good catch to find there keep your eye on dragon pally because i have a feeling that will be seeing more support um i think right now it doesn't have the juice but i'm ready for it to have the juice hand buff paladin has always been something blizzards try to do they might actually succeed
0: the the biggest (laughs) thing for me with this card is that it it fits the curve before yeah, it did not fit no. the curve now it fits the curve yes. it's a natural it's a natural card to play in order and that to me even though it's got a terrible stat line on it that, to me, makes it worth it um, playing. And and X, just briefly, if you could talk about the impact of a 5-mana card versus a 6-mana card, and why this change is so impactful as far as decision-making. I know it's something you've talked about before, but in case anybody missed it, it give some context on why this, char- this change is actually huge. Not just because it's a 1-mana drop, but specifically a 6 to a 5-mana drop.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, th- the biggest thing, and this may seem obvious from a 6 to a 5, is that you can you can play two 5 mana cards in the same turn. Which that doesn't that doesn't sound too
2: too terrible. terrible. Sorry, can you repeat that one more? Make sure everyone could.
1: Yeah, so you can play two 5 mana cards in the same turn. That's not too when you're talking about just playing uh just any two random 5 Five mana cost cards, as if you were in arena. But when you start looking at a smaller subset of cards, which are playable cards in standard, I keep I use this word subset like fifteen times today. It's, it's a good word. Played it out, it's rolling off the tongue. I know, uh, but so particularly with glowstone, if you if you wanted to play both both of the, both of them in the same turn, you now have a three four and a five six, and all the minions you have hand have plus mm-hmm. four plus four. Now this isn't an issue because you need to have both of them, and it's turn ten, and you need to have cards in your hand with this card in particular. But the fact of the matter is, you can play another extremely impactful card because jumping from 4 to 5 is the biggest jump in the game in power level, and then jumping from 5 to 6 is the most impactful mana-wise because now you can't play those hyper pow- two of those hyper-powerful cards in the same turn. So Glowstone Technician going from 6 to 5 is huge. I think that going from 8 to 9 and 5 to 6 are the two biggest jumps in mm-hmm. Hearthstone mana cost.
0: Another interesting note uh, to play off of that is now you can play, you can hold off, play super control, you play both of these on five when you get that big old or on ten, and you can play both of these, and you got that big old full hand because you just cast, um, uh, um, uh, uh, holy crap, land hands, and now you get the big old full hand, and boom, you just buffed everything you have plus four plus four, and you're just going to crush everyone's souls.
2: It's disgusting. Yeah.
0: X, you want to so jump on Priest here?
2: Yeah, show us your favorite class, X. Exclamation point Priest in the chat. So
0: Priest
1: had two, just like every other class, I guess, had two sig- – I was going to – I want to say significant, but it's just – it's not.
0: It's not, yeah. It's
1: not. Interesting. Top, it,
0: it, but it, not significant. Exactly.
1: uh, So Extra Arms is a card that's been seeing play in and out through various priest archetypes because of its twin spell before twin spell. Mm -hmm. So what Extra Arms is, it's a three-mana card that reads, or excuse me, it's a three-mana priest spell that reads, give a minion plus two plus two, add more arms to your deck, or to your hand. And More Arms is a card that just gives a minion plus two plus two. So essentially, it's a give a minion plus two plus two twin spell for three mana. Um, They... They buffed that from going from 3-mana to 2-mana. This changes nothing other than it makes it comparable now to Forestade. Unless you have a, differ, a differing opinion, because I, ah, I don't see anything with this.
0: Now, I know when you say that, you're saying it from the standpoint of you don't see it being an impactful change as far as a card that's going to start creating the meta. But taking it outside of that context is actually kind of a huge change, okay? Because this... The worst thing about extra arms is that all of the extra arms that you get also cost three mana. It's it, mm-hmm. it, it it's silly. You're paying a price already in the fact that you have to cast it twice, but now you're paying a price and it's the same mana cost every time. The interesting thing about this is now you can cast all three of them for the same price that you could cast two of them before. So essentially Priest now has a better version or an upgraded version for a slightly higher price than what Paladin had in... Uh, um, um, Uh, uh, kings right so Mm -hmm. now for six mana you can give something six six instead of four mana giving it four four so it's actually kind of impactful in the fact that it's got the same ratio of of cost but um also you can spread it out over over three different minions um so it's actually kind of impactful i don't see I'm, i'm with you on this this thought though x i don't see it finding its way into a deck that we can see right now but it the problem was, is the reason, the biggest problem with it before, is why I didn't see play in my mind, was that it was three mana, and all of its its children cards, the more arms and the total arms or whatever the third one was called, they were all, they were all the same price, and that to me is just, it's not, it's too much of a price to pay to try and get that advantage, especially since you have to do it over multiple turns. Um, this at least makes it playable, even if it doesn't have a place to be played in the meta. That's my thought.
1: And the second priest card that was changed is a card called Cloning Device. It's uh, it's a two mana card that reads or, two mana priest spell that reads discover a copy of a minion in your opponent's deck. And yes, that is the entire card text. And yes, that did cost two mana. Well, they buffed it and now it costs one mana, and it's just as bad as it was before. How do you feel about it, Eric? Like Ivy. Mean,
2: yeah, I don't. I there's not much to say. We've really we, we've talked up so many other cards. This is going to be similar to the rogue. Uh, this is actually worse than the, the rogue card that I'm also going to dismiss. So, you know what? I don't. I don't think it deserves the time of day. It's it's a card that is there to be dust.
0: I love discover mechanics, yeah. so I like that. But eh, it's not. It's not powerful enough to make priest lists, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, that's the issue. You've got thirty cards. You, you said something about dust. Out. Am I going to get full dust value for these buffed cards? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I
0: don't mean to nice. derail us. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah, Priest is one of those classes, though, where the cards have to be extra broken to make it into their list, and that's just not not good yeah. enough.
2: Yeah. Exactly um that's yeah please as i actually wanted to ask for your opinion on this because i remember you bring up pogo hopper in the past
0: yeah you know um all right all right rub it in eric rub it in. You, you know <laughs> <laughs> i i thought that some of the synergies that were possible in rogue would have allowed pogo hopper to be better to begin with um but it turns out that that temple rogue is just too dominant maybe now that it's not people will start to experiment with it and this change to pogo hopper which is a two mana one one mech that reads, Battlecry gain plus 2 plus 2, which is actually ridiculous if you think about it. Gain plus 2 plus 2 for each other pogo hopper you've played this game. So this change uh, changes to a 1-mana one 1-1 one, one with the same bat- text on it. This change to this card actually is kind of ridiculous. So it's hard to pull off, but I can envision this being something like, imagine playing this in a deck that runs... Um, that runs uh, Van Cleef and runs Questing Adventures. You put a bunch of copies in your deck, then you draw a bunch of copies with the million and five ways that Rogue can draw cards. Then you play, and you can do that for five mana, right? Or you can do that for for four mana with, with um, prep into, uh, or six mana now, no, five mana now with prep into, uh, um, into Sprint, right? You draw a bunch of copies, then you play them all, uh, and you just buff up both your Pogo hoppers and your van cleef and your uh your questing adventurer it, 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 is it is it something that can work yeah is it going to be too hard to pull off probably are people going to experiment with it a hundred percent i think it's going to be fun i i cannot see it being better than maybe best case scenario a tier three but i say that now and watch it end up being you know the the new odd rogue <laughs>
1: They had to wait. They had to wait for this buff. They had to wait to take Baku out because, could you imagine, odd Pogo Rogue that would just been?
0: It would be gross, oh. especially with especially with one mana um, Togwaggle scheme, right? Oh Jesus! And five mana uh, My- Myras, right? And seven mana Sprint. Like, there's all these things that that would enable this this to be good. So let me ask you this: even without even without specifically building your deck around Pogo. I could see this being played in tempo or mid-range rogue just because um, because of the fact that you're getting a 1-mana one 1-1, one, one, which is reasonable, and you're potentially getting the second one a 1-mana one 3-3, three, three, even if you just run the two copies of it. Um, because if nothing else, it's it's a combo activator, right? So I could actually see this card getting played, even if you have no intention of putting extra copies in your deck. Am I crazy for thinking that, or what do you guys think?
1: People will be running blood bloodsail corsair and wisp.
0: And this, this is, is just be- better than both. Of those exactly, <laughs> and that was my that was exactly my thought. So, do I see it being? A, a, I think it's one of those things like where I complained about like bomb warrior a few weeks back. If you go over the top in it, you're going to make the deck worse. But if you sprinkle in a little bit of support, it could actually work as kind of just like another way to get some to cheat out some extra power. Um, if you don't go overboard and lose the things that makes your deck strong, that's my thought.
2: It's a fun meme. I'm excited that we're gonna see this. I'm excited that we are gonna see this on ladder, and I'm excited and a little sad when it'll fall off a
0: little bit. Oh man, but you I, you immediately derided it as a meme. Oh yeah, wow. that's
2: my that's my dismissal. Last. So you don't even you don't
0: book. even you don't even think it'll be even played. I don't think as... it's
2: gonna be that competitive. I think it will really? be. You'll see play a little bit, and then I think it'll fall off as people have to tighten their lists. I guess and realize I'm, that it's just the awkward card.
0: I guess I'm a dreamer okay moving on
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and here here's another card um similar again I, I mentioned priest earlier so this is a three mana card from rogue called violet haze it is just adding two death rattle cards to your hand it could be anything you can get a mekaroo, you get a Tyrion Forging. you'll probably get a mekaroo. it is changed from a three mana card to a two mana card um again blizzard has experimented with uh experimented with Rattle rogue the nerf to prep is a huge hit to that archetype in the first place so i don't think it will really change up much also the fact that again death rattles can really vary in value and if you're allotting one of your 30 spots and or two out of your 30 spots to this card I think you are going to end up seeing it as another sore spot in the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it'll end up seeing play. I don't even, and that's the difference between Pogo Hopper and this one. This one, I, I don't think it's going to get inclusion either, even for fun.
0: <laughs> I agree. Give You're it to me and Hunter. <laughs> yeah.
2: Give it to me and Hunter. You're not wrong.
0: You're not wrong. <laughs> Who needs
2: Cybertech chip when you got Violet
0: Haze? Right. Uh, next we uh, have, I mean, I, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I, I'm settled on Rogan. I'm ready for Shaman, but do you, I, you no. beat me to the punch.
0: Take Shaman, man, because I know, I know Shaman <laughs> looks, is your favorite class, so go for it. Shaman
1: is my favorite class, but then we're going to have to do it in reverse excitement. Okay. The first card, the Stormbringer. Awesome card, just bad. It's a 7 mana legendary <laughs> Shaman spell that reads, transform your minions into random legendary minions. It was buffed from a seven-cost spell <laughs> to a six-cost spell. Implications?
0: It's playable now.
1: Really? You are a dreamer.
0: <laughs> it's playable now. Well, have you seen my, my shaman decks? Have you seen yeah. my shaman decks? I get greedy. And and I think at seven mana, it's too awkward to play, but at six mana, you can get away with it. Uh I just I I I, I it's a one-off card that can give you a huge swing, but it's only in my opinion, it's only playable. Only playable. In like intentionally put into a deck, not discovered, but intentionally put into a deck in a control shaman type, type deck because you need the other tools to survive long enough to do that. You just slowly build up your board. I mean, just think about it. Just just playing a totem every turn and then playing this on six. And theoretically, you've got. I mean, how many how many legendaries do you need to get off this to make this worth it? I would argue two. If you can get two decent legendaries off this, you you've you, you've gained a, you've gained a benefit for playing this card. And that's so easy to do in shaman. I, could that. I, have, I have
1: trouble. I have trouble anytime it says random legendary because Bloodmage Thalanos and Lorewalker Cho are the two most common random legendary minions in the game. It's I am just a, a
0: fact. I <laughs> I'm a numbers guy, so I, I'll close my thoughts on this card with, with this. I'm going to. When you guys remind me in the in the discussion for next week's show notes, um, remind me to 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 actually figure it out with the average the average um, like mana cost or power level of uh, however we can figure it out, but whatever the average legendary is. So we can get an idea of how this card actually relates.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My only thoughts on here. Oh, I was just going to say token. I I think it's fun. I want to try this in my Murloc list. You go wide. This is, this is my idea. It's a weaker version of um, the, what Warlock has for zoo. That's seven mana um the taunts brafam there you go
0: yeah
2: yeah exactly it's a weaker version of that for sure but shaman's funny anyway so let's try it (laughs) i (laughs) love it moving on to the exciting shaman buff i keep
1: like in my brain it keeps going nerf like (laughs) i'm I'm not used to to talking about it's so weird to right <laughs> so the next nerf the next hearthstone buff, <laughs> i just did it again is thunderhead which is a four mana three five that reads. it's a excuse me it's a four mana three five shaman elemental that reads after you play a card with overload summon two one one sparks with rush this card was buffed to being a four mana three six elemental with the same card text now we were talking about the three five body ascendant shield master when we were talking about necro mechanic mechanic. We were talking about necro mechanic and what a big deal the three six body on turn four was. Well, now we're seeing the same thing for shaman. We have always seen on the fringe some sort of mid range shaman ever since mid range shaman was good with totem golems and tunnel trogs and
0: mm-hmm. four
1: mana seven seven flame faceless whatever whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but now we have another legitimate option to start bringing it back. Uh, you can imagine, you can imagine yourself using Thunderhead now uh, as a three-six on body to, or a 3 six body to trade itself along with its little Rushy Boys on the left hand side. And if you could figure out a way to cheat one mana, which you can always cheat one mana, you can now Thunderhead, then play the the Sparks, which is the one mana card. That summon, uh, it's one mana, overload one, summon two, one, one, sparks with rush and with Thunderhead on the board. And then play the Stormbringer for five legendary minions, three cards, 11 mana. Thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm trying to make
0: Stormbringer good. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I actually think this card makes Stormbringer better. This actually makes, because this is the kind of card that will enable you to survive. And gives you little dudes on the board to transform. This is the kind of card that enables Stormbringer to be better, right? Uh, And so this just strengthens my argument. I know it's hard to see because Stormbringer hasn't been played or been good really ever. Um, and this card has been on the borderline of it. But now with the combination of the two, I actually think they make each other better. So I don't want to go into too much uh, detail about it because I already talked about the strength of a 4-mana uh, of of 3-6 in Hunter. It's the same thing is true in Shaman, which typically lends itself to being a more mid-range class, like you mentioned, just like Hunter does. So if, if it's good in Hunter, it's great. And this card was good before, or at least okay before. It's great in Shaman. So I'm excited for this change. It's good. We're going to see a lot more Shaman.
1: I I agree, at least I at least I hope so. The next the next class on our list though is my other favorite class, probably the one I'm much more well known for, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's Warlock. Uh the first the first one is the first the first card that they changed, Spirit Bomb, actually. Uh Spirit Bomb, for those of you who for those of you who don't know, which is basically everybody except for me and Ben from work,
0: is a card
1: that, it's a two-mana warlock spell that reads, Deal four damage to a minion and your hero. It was, quote-unquote, buffed to one mana. The reason this becomes, quote-unquote, is because the only possible place to ever play this was in standard even lock a few months ago. Because it was able to deal with the Hench Clan Thug from Odd Rogue, and while simultaneously buffing your Spellstone, it is a card that actually put in a lot of work for about three weeks for me, but only an even lock. So I would call this a nerf. How do you guys feel about Spirit Bomb?
2: Yeah, not much to say. If Spellstone <laughs> was still in the game, then sure, why not? Let's let's have fun with it's Spirit just Bomb. Bad, but it's yeah, exactly. It's it, it's
0: it's in non-factor. my opinion, it's an objectively worse uh, Shadow Flame. Or uh, soul soulfire, excuse me. I would rather run soulfire, even though soulfire burns a card, because soulfire can go face. This can't. Um, yeah. That's that's just my opinion, and I would say that if I was playing control or if I was playing uh, a mid range or uh, an aggro deck, it's just it's just objectively worse. Um,
2: yeah. With
1: with the with the few pain synergies that we have, in warlock, it's getting much more difficult. Yeah. The other warlock card that was uh, that was buffed or that was buffed. Yeah, yeah, buffed. Okay, buffed. Yeah, you that got that it buffed. right
2: this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other Warlock card that was buffed was Dr. Morgan. Doctor Morgan was an eight mana five five warlock legendary that reads Death Rattle, swap this with a minion from your deck. It was buffed to six mana. It has a two mana chain, which is it's insane. Huge, it man. shows you how bad the card was in the first place. <laughs> and honestly, my overall thoughts on this is like the two bad cards they changed are still bad. Mm-hmm. The six mana Morgan is only really good with like in a deck with Undertaker and Baleful Banker. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what? I'll see you guys later. I'm about to start on this deck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, like it's just it's just bad. It's always going to be bad. It's They might as well have buffed Hyreek to seven mana. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Not much to say. <laughs> These guys <laughs> are just like, yeah. This is bad. the first card that I dusted from Year of the Mammoth when I committed to not dusting any cards from Year of the Mammoth. So Well deserved.
0: Yeah. If this card was a five mana five five, I would consider it even at at six mana. It's and and I'm a guy that'll play some greedy cards. It's just Madame Goya. Yeah, that's a great example. What was that? What was man, man, Madame Goya? Was what? Uh, was that six mana? Five mana five four. Was that five mana five four? Yeah, and that wasn't played. I don't know. The only way I could see this working is is if you could figure out a deck where you're getting either like you're getting. You're cheating out something that is otherwise hard to get out, and that's not really a thing that Warlock needs to do. So, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. In, it doesn't make sense in Warlock already, and it certainly doesn't make sense why it was ever eight mana five five. I, what in their eternal testing said to them that this card <laughs> needed to cost eight mana for a five five for this effect? Like, like I know Whatever, they've got the some free
2: shaman was, yeah, was going to be a problem.
0: They've got some real smart guys out there. It's, they must have come up with some ridiculous mechanic, so they could write, they can print, win the game on a card. But this man has to be eight man. This card has to be eight man five five. I, I don't get it.
2: Okay, well, and I'm excited to take this next one because I've been Go looking for forward to this. So warrior, they had a card called Rocket Boots, and so Rocket Boots. <laughs> oh wait, no, they 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 made a change to good cards already and made them better for Metcore. Okay, from my, I'm sorry, Rocket Boots. Um, so yeah, this is just they made warrior better yep 100%. um percent. First first security rover you know what you love it it gets discovered from a warrior just like all the time that they play um yeah so this <laughs> is a six mana two five mech um it reads whenever this minion takes damage summon a two three mech with taunt um they've decided to buff this up to make it a six mana two six they said you know what warrior is not a big enough pain and they don't put enough taunts in the way and there's not hard enough to connect face and there's not enough of them. So we should really throw him a bone here and make the security rover gain an extra health. Um, this is not a card that warriors are going to consider running in their list, but considering the fact that they run two copies of um, of Omega
0: assembly. Uh, why
2: can't Omega assembly and then also Dr. Boom routinely gets, uh, routinely gets the ability to discover a mech, um, you will still probably see this one out of every three games you face a warrior. Probably
0: more than that.
2: Probably more than that. Um, It's just a buff. It's a buff to Boom, and I think they may have nerfed Rogue in the hopes that it would lower the rates for people playing Warrior, but I think Warrior is not going anywhere, and I think changes like this are not helping.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, Warrior is already... A dominant class. It's the second most played class. If you don't believe me, check numbers yourself. Go back and watch the the last couple episodes of The Orbit where we talk about it. Um, Rewind to the beginning of this episode where we talk about the fact that it's 57% of the decks being played by the best players in the world in the world championship. It's it's already a strong class. Uh, They did nothing to change that. Uh, the nerf to Aliciana only makes it makes you have to win with it sooner, but it's still going to be a strong class. You're still you're still strong for the first forty turns of the game. It's just those you're not getting those extra ten turns now. But um, this just makes Warrior better, just objectively better, even if you're not intentionally running a copy of it, like you said.
2: Yeah, and and not much to say. X, do you have any additional thoughts, or I, I feel like.
1: A lot of these as long as, <laughs> as long as one out of three games, I'm not playing against Warrior.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
2: there. Um, and next up, a card that you'll see Warrior usually pick not as often, unless they're in Elysiana territory. Um, although that may be changing, is Brillium Nullifier. Um, a card that is seven mana. It was a three-eight minion, three attack, eight health, mm-hmm. and red magnetic can't be targeted by spells or hero powers you think of bear shark you think of anything else basically it can attach to something all of a sudden you can't target that minion with your with your ping or with your um with your spells so uh that's been adjusted to go from three attack to four attack which Azrael was mentioned this in the in the pre-production meeting i feel the same way i think that's a big leap I think that's mm-hmm. a very big leap. Um, I, I made sure to look this up just to give credit, but um, someone who I follow on Twitter named Griffimus, another Hearthstone player, um, mentioned that this is now the same stat line as Obsidian Statue. And although it does not have the same features as the Lifesteal, the, the Death route, or anything else like that, we still were aware how much that 4-attack was impactful. Um, I don't think people are going to run this card anyways, but I think it's the fact that it's just a buffed warrior card when they didn't need it. And this is not a card that warrior is going to raise their nose up at anyways. Like this is just more good news for warrior.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think again, just like the last one, that was a perfect succinct summation. I can't add, I can't add to it other than the fact that uh, warrior is going to be, warrior has enough, thankfully enough, like good mashups against it to where I don't think it'll ever rise to the level of oppressiveness of uh, of Rogue. And with the change to Luciana, the games won't be 45 to 50 minutes, but there's still going to be 30 to 35 minutes, and this card is still going to be painful when it gets inevitably um, picked or, or acquired randomly. Uh, so thanks, Blizzard, for giveth and taketh away at the same time. <laughs> no. And that that wraps it up for... Um, well, real, real quick, okay. real
1: quick before we wrap it up. I actually... I actually you guys, real quick. Oh. Biggest winner, biggest loser. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Biggest winner? Come back to me. Let me think for a second because I'm debating between two.
2: Eric, biggest winner, biggest loser? Shoot, I forgot all the changes in the classes. <laughs> I'm going to go with Warrior, honestly. I'm just going to say Warrior. I don't even care. It's uh, Warrior, even if they didn't have a card change. They would have been the biggest winner or the biggest okay. loser. I think they would have been the biggest winner. Okay, they're also the biggest loser, as is anybody who plays them. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. And oh, and uh, probably what? Warlock, Bro, No, we'll say warlock. Warlock biggest loser.
1: Yep. So for for my list personally, I have the biggest loser as being mage because their buffs meant nothing, and they're the only class that got nerfed uh, out of these buffs. Yeah, the buffs to mage, or excuse me, the buffs to druid were actually the nerf to mage. And then the biggest winner was shaman because they actually got a huge playable card out of it as,
0: um, I, I honestly think gets, I was debating between hunter and shaman. I'm going to say hunter just because you said shaman, I want to mix it up a little bit. And I was leaning, I was leaning that way, but those are the two that I was debating between. And I have, I have to agree. War, warlock just, they got nothing. Druid got nothing too, but the, like you said, that was for, for me. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, hunter winner, warlock loser.
1: Okay. So I guess that I guess that kind of that kind of I'll play I'll play the Ezreal now. That kind of uh, <laughs> wraps up that main segment, I think. So that smoothly transitions us to the most exciting piece of any of yes. it, and that is Trips was added to EO. Woo! Can we talk about it now?
0: Yes, let's do it.
1: Okay, so Trips, longtime friend of mine, longtime friend. I. Jeez, we actually met in uh, Used Paper Cup stream. Used Paper Cup mm-hmm. is a friend of mine, so old that you guys might not even know him. I know Paper Cup. Yeah, back from back in the day. That's where yeah. that's where me and Trips, and he's always been a wild player, wild streamer, hits triple wild edge every every single season. So he's impressive, and also just a nice guy. Si- also just a nice guy. Not to mention, a brand new daddy, brand new daddy. Trip this guy is- just has it all. Yeah. there's an article up about him on the website, and I don't think the article does him enough justice, so good job whoever authored that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> so rude. But yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped for Trips. I'm super hyped for Trips, and I know he's hyped to be a part of it. He just had his first uh, official stream as an EO member yesterday, mm-hmm. and he was just absolutely ecstatic. The community, you guys came out in full force. The Eternal, the eternal Orbiteers... Uh, you know just really you yeah. know really gave him a warm welcome so thank you very much for that
0: yeah i agree i'm super excited to have him on the team very very nice guy uh excellent i mean lights out wild player i was watching him um play on his stream last night and the guy went from three to 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 legend like it was nothing <laughs> he's just like just killing it lights out like the man, the man knows his craft and to have him on the team to bring that skill set here and, and to have him be such a nice guy with such a great community that's now part of our community. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's awesome. And that's, and that's what this is all about. That's what, what EO is all about. It's about community building and, and, and producing great content. And, and he brings all of that together in one nice, uh, neat and, uh, you know, quite handsome package.
1: Quite handsome indeed.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, welcome to the team trips. We're so stoked to have you, everyone. Please go check the article. Please go follow them on Twitter. Please go follow them on Twitch. You won't regret it. Twipo, triple wild legend dad player. Blizzard isn't the only people who's allowed to have
1: huge news, and a lot of it of the week. Orbit has been known to do the same. So mm-hmm. let's take a let's take a page out of Blizzard's book. For those who do it best, and let's announce the announcement of an announcement. <laughs> There's new stuff coming to Eternal Orbit pretty soon. Yeah. And I'm going to officially announce that there's going to be an announcement about it pretty soon. So mm-hmm. keep your ears to the ground or just tuned in to me because I'm sure I'll spoil it first. <laughs> they don't know this. Yeah. They don't
2: know this, but I spoil stuff on my stream all the time. Oh, I've had people come in. I've had people like Jeremy and Jack say, Oh, are you doing an event this Sunday? Oh, are you adding someone new in one
0: minute? <laughs> I just, I just want to say this, X. You do realize I'm an, I'm a, I'm a mod on your channel, and I spend a large amount of my downtime on your channel. I'm aware of what you do, sir. Um, but, but all joking aside, yes, guys. Um, uh, the the addition of a new member is not the only thing happening. Uh, the addition of a new member uh, this week is not the only thing happening with our team. Uh, more changes are coming. Uh, And this is an announcement of announcements, so please keep your eyes and your ears peeled to all of our streams and all of our social medias as we get uh, closer to announcing that announcement. (laughs)
2: Um, Just to wind things down from my end, uh, Twitter poll, still live. If you are feeling any type of way about the balance changes that got announced, our poll this week is asking if you think Blizzard had uh, had to nerf both prep and raiding party. If you thought it was too much or not enough or... Um, with just right sort of a mama bear papa bear baby bear sort of situation um go vote in it right now we've got 27 votes which is gross the first time we brought this up there was 17 i think 18 um leaning 74 percent saying rogue oh. was too strong they had to get <laughs> these nerfs 26 percent saying that it was overkill so honestly with the amount that rogue was getting talked about not surprised
0: yeah um and i want to first i just want to shout out the, the fact that this is the most votes i think we've had in any and any poll yet Pretty sure it is. We've 20?
2: actually, we've had forty, and it was really? when we were talking about priest. Or if you should ban a class. Oh, we yeah, I forgot
0: about that one. That yeah, was pretty popular. But even, so, yeah. Even still, though, twenty-seven votes is pretty impressive, guys. So thanks for 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 piping in about that one. But, um, you know, I was only asking for one nerf. I I would have been. I personally would have been fine if they didn't nerf prep. I was only asking for one nerf. Um, but I'm happy that they did too because. If Blizzard thought they needed to, then they probably needed to, because Blizzard is going to, and they said this, they would rather underact than overact. So if yeah. they thought that nerfing not just two but three cards was necessary, then there might even be more cards that they're still debating. So I, I'm I'm good with with the over, and I do think that even despite having three cards nerfed, Rogue, Rogue is still going to be a, a top seven class. You know, it's going to be a high tier tier two class at least, in my opinion. X
1: no, you took you took the words out of my mouth. Like my rogue is still good. Like they nerfed the three best cards in the deck, and it's still a good deck.
0: Yeah, same this thing isn't happened druid with druid levels and... of nerf. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, big same brain. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, um, yeah, and thanks. Thanks as always, uh, Eric, for staying on top of of keeping those Twitter poll questions up. You're always lights out with with what you come up with. Every time you come up with a Twitter poll question and you, and you pitch it to the team, I'm like. That's freaking brilliant, and then I feel like an idiot because I didn't come up with it.
2: <laughs> well, and that's all I'm here for—is to really make you feel
0: smaller. <laughs> and you know, more more importantly, it's all—it's all about me, is what I'm saying. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, but That's again, what I've everyone, been saying the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Please make sure to check us out on our social media. Um, support us on either our Twitter accounts, or you can go to our website, Eternalorbit.gg. We have an active Patreon account. If you're interested in supporting us through there, the options available. More information on our website as well. And we're coming out with articles. We're flying with them right now. To be honest, everyone is chipping in. It's super cool to see. So um, just get ready to to consume more content because we got it for you.
0: Yeah. Eternal Orbit making moves. That's right. Money moves. Guys, as always, thank you so much for for joining me again. Um uh to the audience. We will be back again, of course, with another brand new episode, same time next Wednesday. Um I will be on vacation, but we've done it before where uh where we still will make it work. So make sure you guys uh tune in for that. And uh as always, Eric uh Rude Clouds and uh Tim Exiles, thank you so much for for joining me today. Everyone out there uh in Viewerland, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.
1: Buy the merch. the merch. Buy the merch.